Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. imagine a tragedy greater than the loss of a child. I I really can't. You know, from the incredibly brave women that I've worked with who have navigated this heartbreak and from experiencing it myself, I have learned how common it is for, you know, fear to encase the heart after loss. And although the conception of a rainbow baby, you know, a baby conceived after a pregnancy loss is such you know, a joyous discovery for many women, it can also mark the beginning of a fraught experience. You know, an experience that's a swirl of guilt, hope, anxiety, healing, and and fear, you know, that the cruelty of loss might strike again. And then there's the stress of being stressed. <laughs> you know, you you know stress isn't good for pregnancy, but but you just can't shake the stress that stems from your trauma. And it can feel like a really impossible situation. But here is a statistic that can hopefully soothe some of those nerves. So according to a study published in the Journal of Human Reproductive Sciences, only about 2% of women will have a repeat miscarriage a pregnancy loss before 20 weeks gestation. Most go on to have a super healthy pregnancy after the initial loss. And in regard to stillbirth, a pregnancy loss after 20 weeks gestation, a study published in the British Medical Journal found that while women who have had a stillbirth have a higher chance of experiencing another one than women who haven't had a a stillbirth, the likelihood of this occurrence is really rare. And now for the, the murkier component of this topic, the emotions. So some women feel like they're turning their back on the child that they lost by allowing themselves to be happy and hopeful about the new baby they're carrying. But here's the thing, you have every right to let joy bubble to the top of that swirl of emotions that you're dealing with. And when you keep making the choice over and over again to allow yourself to feel positive emotions, even if it's just like glimmers of those emotions, you begin teaching your brain and your heart that it's able and allowed to move forward. And you begin to realize that moving forward doesn't mean leaving your angel baby behind. You know, and throughout it all, just keep reminding yourself that that angel baby will always, always 
be in your heart even on days when you don't even think about the loss. And so to make this a little bit easier, I also encourage you to find a care provider who is vigilant about helping you understand, you know, as much as possible what happened in your last pregnancy and is confident about how to support you through this one. This type of care can, you know, help you relax a bit more into pregnancy. And if you had a stillbirth, you can consider hiring a maternal fetal medicine specialist, an MFM specialist. And in addition, you can ask for more prenatal visits if you feel anxious something will happen, you know, in the interim between those visits. A family member of mine who experienced a stillbirth, she requested a prenatal visit every two weeks during the first two trimesters of the pregnancy she had after the stillbirth and a visit every week in the third trimester. And, you know, don't be afraid to check in if you feel like something is off. Soothing your fears is way more important than not calling your care provider too often. And, you know, is there anything else that can help prevent a subsequent pregnancy loss? Maybe. According to the aforementioned study that was published in the Journal of Human Reproductive Sciences, there are various factors that could potentially help you avoid another pregnancy loss if your initial loss was unexplained. And a study published in Australian and New Zealand Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology found that 50% of miscarriages are unexplained, but many of those are caused by genetic abnormalities, which can't be avoided unless pre-implantation pre genetic testing or PGT is utilized during an IVF in vitro fertilization cycle. And because there's some debate about the most effective strategies for preventing pregnancy loss, I really encourage you to talk with your care provider about whether the following interventions that I'm going to go over could be useful for your unique situation. And, and keep in mind that because research is ongoing with many of these treatments, your care provider might not be comfortable recommending them. Um, so let's see, the first thing, folic acid. So stay on top of taking your 400 milligrams of folic daily folic acid every day as this helps to prevent major birth defects in the baby's brain and spine. Ideally, you're already taking folic acid before you discover that you're pregnant. Emotional support. So seeking support from a therapist can really help you move through the unique fears attached to this rainbow baby pregnancy. And in addition, you know, utilizing alternative support after your care provider gives you the go-ahead, like acupuncture, hypnotherapy, it could really help to alleviate stress. All right. You also want to promote a healthy pregnancy by doing the norms that we all talk about because they're so important, uh, like eating a nutrient-rich diet, exercising regularly, taking your prenatal vitamin, staying away from things like alcohol, cigarettes, illicit drugs. You also want to consider your environmental factors. So ideally, you can limit exposure to harmful products like mercury, solvents, paint thinners, pesticides, and heavy metals. Um, and you can talk with your care provider about other hazards they recommend you avoid. Uh, next, chronic conditions. So if you have chronic health circumstances like diabetes, high blood pressure, or you know other issues, make a plan with your care provider about how to stay on top of treatment. 
You also want to sleep on your side. So because sleeping on your back could impact the flow of blood and oxygen to the baby, sleeping on your side is the safest option. And a pregnancy pillow can really do wonders for making this more comfortable. All right, aspirin. So some believe that taking a daily baby aspirin can help prevent pregnancy loss in women with, with high levels of inflammation, but, but do not take aspirin without explicit instructions from your care provider. All right, progesterone. In some cases, progesterone can help prevent miscarriage in women who experience bleeding in the first trimester. Um, Let's see, um, HCG. So because HCG plays a critical role in the establishment of a pregnancy, it's believed that HCG injections might, might help prevent early pregnancy loss. Okay, um, steroids. So there is a steroid that's been found to reduce the amount of a type of cell called uterine natural killer. That's a scary name, isn't it? UNK. So women who have had recurrent miscarriages often have elevated levels of UNK. And the steroid, let's see if I can pronounce this right, prednisolone, so P-R-E-D-N-I-S-O-L-O-N-E, sorry if I butchered that name, can again help to reduce the amount of that uterine natural killer cells. Next, all right, next is immune immunoglobulins. This is a type of antibody made by the immune system to battle bacteria, viruses, and other not great invaders. So injections of this are especially needed for immune deficient patients in addition to those with a negative blood type. So while controversial, this type of therapy is sometimes used to help prevent pregnancy loss for a woman who has experienced recurrent miscarriage. So again, with all that said, I really, really want to stress how important it is to Avoid blaming yourself for your loss. You know, while there are many ways that we can promote a healthy pregnancy, a loss is often caused by circumstances outside of your control. So give yourself credit for everything you're doing to nurture your well-being and do everything possible to release guilt and really adopt trust in your body's ability to move through this pregnancy with ease. And if you're having a hard time enjoying this pregnancy because you're steeped in grief, it might be supportive to find new ways to, to honor your child who has passed. So for example, you know, instead of viewing your grief as the prime way to honor that baby, you can plant a memorial tree that you, you know, regularly meditate by, or you can write letters to that child whatever practice you're drawn to can help you connect to that child you know assuring you they'll never be forgotten while also maintaining enough emotional space to give you know loving focus to your current pregnancy and of course you know you'll still have moments of of regret and anger and sorrow but they'll likely no longer be the main channels of connection with your child who has passed on and and you'll now have a new channel that 
that fosters emotional relief and, and even evolution. And the last thing that I, again, want to remind you is before you, you know, run and try out all of those different things I mentioned that could potentially lower your chance of another pregnancy loss, um, it is essential, absolutely essential that you run them all by your care provider. And I'm just, I'm sending you so much love. I know what you're going through. I have been there. It is, again, one of the hardest things we will ever go through, but you will get to the other side. Sending you so, so, so much love. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Are you newly pregnant and overwhelmed by the prospect of navigating this journey? Are you hoping to find calm, empowerment, and transformation, but don't know how to make that happen? Enter the book, Feng Shui Mommy, Creating Balance and Harmony for Blissful Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Motherhood. This book is a holistic companion for pregnant women who wish to awaken their spirit, harness the true potential of their mind, and nourish their body before, during, and after childbirth. This book provides in-depth guidance through all four trimesters, offering specific suggestions for mind, body, and spirit nourishment. It allows mothers to welcome delight and curiosity into the journey while embracing each phase with purpose and calm, and even a sense of fun. You can get your copy from Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa, 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 whoa.